right, here we go. And action. Hi, podcast. Welcome to the TikTok show. I'm your host, Callum Henderson. On this show, I interview early adopters and influencers from the platform TikTok. You're likely a new user, someone from an older generation, or a business owner who wants to take insight from those guests to maximize your organic reach and following on the platform. In episode one, I'm linking up with someone who has over a million followers already on the platform, and she's built that following in just over nine months. She's going to go into how consistency, experimenting with the platform, and engaging with her audience has helped for her to achieve such growth in a short space of time. So, without further ado, Mayan, if you could just take a moment to introduce yourself, I think that would set the scene a little bit for what we're going to talk about today. Yeah, absolutely. Well, my name is Mayan Gordon, as you just said, and I've been an influencer on Instagram and Facebook and social media for the past five years, as well as I own my own glass blowing business, which is kind of the main reason that I got on those platforms in the first place. But I learned how to build up a decent sized following. And so I built that up on Instagram and then switched over to TikTok where it went super viral. And I was able to build up 1.3 million followers in just about four months now. And in building that following, how much content did you actually have to post? Yeah, I believe it's about 145 videos or so. And and how many of the videos that you posted have you ended up deleting? Oh, good question. <laughs> mm, but probably probably around like 50, probably around 50. You know, like I, I like to experiment a lot. So there were definitely some videos I, you know, had a theory or tried out something new and I posted and it, you know, was crawling in terms of views getting almost no engagement so that that tells you right away not a very good video <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, i know that feeling well unfortunately you explained that you've been an influencer on a number of different platforms how did you actually end up on tiktok in the first place yeah so what pushed me on to tiktok and i only started or downloaded the app so originally I downloaded that maybe six months ago, like a lot of people did, and I tried it out and I didn't get it, uh, so to speak. I didn't really understand what was even going on. I think um, if you don't have someone to explain it to you a lot of times or no context at all, switching from Instagram to TikTok, it's a little bit confusing. Um, and so I gave up on it right away, but my Instagram reach just started declining and declining um, and where I was getting maybe... 20,000 views on a post with 50 to 60% of those views being um, organic people who didn't follow me and hadn't seen my content yet. It was going down to, you know, 10 to 5% um, organic reach. And that was really affecting my sales. Um, and so I started to think, okay, long term, I'm probably going to have to do something about this. Um, so I, I switched back to TikTok because Gary Vee, just every day I kept hearing him talking about it. I'm sure that's why a lot of people have started to, you know, pay attention to it. Um, so I downloaded it and I just started posting some videos, um, you know, experimenting, didn't really know what I was doing, didn't have a particular purpose other than to really kind of experiment with the app and learn how it worked. Um, and one of my first 10 videos just shot off and started getting millions of views with, you know, no expectation from me as to like why it was happening. And then uh, a similar, very interesting thing was happening at the same time on that video where I was getting all these comments that I didn't really understand. 
and they were along the lines of so S K S K S K over again, and I oop, and then Visco girls in the chat. I was like, what does all this mean? And I was getting thousands of these comments. So this really, really intrigued me, whereas before I wasn't paying much attention to it at all. So I started doing research, and TikTok has this whole subculture of what the, what's called Visco girls. And they wear a bunch of scrunchies, and they talk a certain way. Um, and it's just this whole whole cultural phenomenon within TikTok. And my video had touched on that because they were making a glass turtle. And the, the turtle looked so realistic that a lot of people thought they were burning a live turtle. And so everyone was like, no, save the turtles. Because a Visco girl thing is like, save the turtles. And they're into like hydro flasks and, um, you know, not using plastic straws, that type of thing. You mentioned there that you touched on a form of subculture uh, within TikTok. Are they quite prevalent? Uh, are they quite simple to understand once you've been using the platform for a while? Could you explain? Yeah, I would say it is pretty prevalent that there's like a bunch of different subcultures on TikTok that you wouldn't necessarily know about uh, before joining the platform. But as you're creating content, you will discover it because everyone else who's already on the platform and knows about it is going to comment or um, share your content and it'll you know get shared to people who, who also have that similar style of content. Typically, when you're posting your own content on TikTok, What's the message that you're looking to convey? Yeah, so uh, my my account is completely glass blowing related. So it's not dancing or singing like a lot of them. Although I have I have tried out a couple of the the fun dancing trends. I'm not very good at them, <laughs> but they are fun. Um, <laughs> and you can always delete them later. Um, but I it, it's all glass blowing content, and um, I I post mainly right now to be building a community and audience. Um, I'm focusing on providing kind of value-driven content versus sales-driven content. Um, I talk to a lot of people who they're really, really focused on how can you make money off of TikTok? How can you make money off TikTok? And I think the long-term monetization options are a lot better than thinking about how can you kind of convert sales off your customers right now. Because the platform's so new, it lends to community building. And so I think focusing on that community building um, is really what I'm doing right now and what I you know, suggest other um, people who are getting onto the platform uh, do as well, even if they're really focused on sales to kind of build the community first because then it's much easier to, to execute sales. In the short time I've been on the platform, I've felt that there is some form of a follow culture. I haven't got too much of a following myself. I've only had a couple of videos go past 100,000 views, but quite a lot of people seem to follow me after they've engaged with my content. So of that 1.3 million that you touched on, what kind of percentage do you feel are really engaged with your with your message? Yeah, no, that's that's a really great question. Um, so I think you can tell that a little bit better on TikTok than maybe some of the other apps because they separate their algorithm page from their following page on, on your homepage. So when you open up the app, um, it takes you first to the algorithm's feed of content but you can switch from that to your following. Now, what I've noticed from my analytics on a lot of my posts is either it's very, very high percentage on the For You page, so like 80 plus percent of the views came from the For You page, and that's the algorithm. And then maybe all the rest of the posts have like 2%. So it's not 
anywhere in the middle. It's never like half and half. Um, it's always one way or the other. So when you're doing that and you're seeing, okay, these posts aren't getting shown through the algorithm at all, those are posts that only your followers really are seeing. And so those can give you a really good idea of, okay, how many people are really engaged with me that are following me on a consistent basis and looking at all my posts? Um, but I'd say it's a, it's a very fair number. You know, I have 1.3 million followers right now. Um, all my posts that don't get any type of or organic reach through the, the algorithm side of it um, get usually 200 to 400,000 views. So I'd say that's pretty good. It's like, uh, you know, 20 to 40 to 30%. What's your preference uh, for length of content? Because there is a 15 second and a 60 second option when creating videos. So what, what would you typically advise? Uh, getting there within 15 seconds. So you have, you have the option to, to make a 60 second video. Um, and a lot of people who are starting out wonder, you know, how long of a video you should make. Um, you definitely starting out shouldn't make longer than 15 seconds unless you're going educational style content, in which case typically you can go longer um, because people aren't waiting for a punchline necessarily. They're not as much looking to be entertained as they are educated. Um, but when, when people are looking to be entertained, yeah, you want to give it to them quick and give it to them good. <laughs> yeah, because my understanding is the algorithm promotes you more if you are actually creating content where someone watches the whole way through and, and, and to the end of the post. So they're more likely to do that if it's 15 seconds, right? Exactly. Yeah. Um, another factor that plays in is how many times people watch the video. So um, like any algorithm, when you make a post, it's going to send it out first to a small sample group of people. So if that small sample group of people, like you said, if they only watch half the video versus if they watch the whole video, that's going to make a difference. But also if any of them replay the video and how many times they replay the video will factor into if your video is going to be shown to more people. So for example, if you had a video that was relatively short, let's say six to seven seconds, um, but very satisfying or entertaining or for whatever reason, some of that sample size watched it 10 or 15 times. Even if the rest of the sample size didn't watch it all the way through, the algorithm is going to see, wow, this connects incredibly well with this specific type of um, viewer. And so that'll help it, you know, have a higher chance of going on the For You page. So one of the things that I've seen from looking at your profile is the videos that you create are so visually pleasing and aesthetic because of the, the glass blowing that you're, that you're doing. I feel that's an, an advantage for you? Yeah, I would say definitely certain industries in general are going to have advantages um, with all video content because they are just more visually, you know, captivating. Um, so, you know, food is is a great category because people love to look at food. We love to eat food. Um, same with, you know, outdoors. Anything outdoors related is, is usually, um, you know, very captivating. And, and that's something you can use as well whether or not your business is related to these things, you can use certain visual elements, like do a video outside, even if you're talking about business, and it might be much more visually captivating. You've obviously gained a lot of experience across different platforms from what you mentioned earlier. Do you have a strategy on TikTok? Do you plan a couple of weeks in advance, a month in advance? Do you know what kind of content you're building towards? Yeah, so... Up until now, it's been mostly on the fly. I would say I have a general idea of 
the styles of videos that I would want to post because in my initial uh, two months of being on TikTok, I did a lot of research on the app to see what other content creators were posting, what was popular, researching different hashtags, different video elements, things like that. Um, so now I can kind of do a smaller amount of research and, and make a video more quickly. Um, but I'm also going to be going over to Seattle for a trip to film a bunch of new content. Um, so that's now a little bit longer term of a schedule where I have some plans for for some of that new content um, that I'm excited about. And is that stuff a secret or can you elaborate a bit more? So, well, no, I mean, I'm, I'm doing a I'm doing a meet and greet um, over in Seattle, Tacoma area on December 22nd. And so I'm I'm going to get some footage of, you know, me with my followers, which I think will be really cool. I don't have any type of footage like that yet, but um, I've seen it be really successful with other creators. And I really love the um, the community aspect of it shows shows your followers that, hey, I'm not just someone showing you. Um, you know, all these awesome things in my life to kind of show off, but like, I'm, I'm doing this so that we can all connect and, um, create together. How do you feel about meeting some of the people that you've engaged with online face to face? Oh yeah. I'm super excited. I mean, my followers are awesome. They're, you know, I get all sorts of comments of like, I love your videos. I love you. Um, you know, your videos are amazing. You know, I want to get into glass blowing. I think it's really cool. All the the people um, and all the kids, especially that I've kind of been able to inspire into pursuing art, which I think is a, you know, we all need more art in this world. Um, what comments would you make about the organic reach that you can achieve on TikTok? Like, obviously, you've been a beneficiary of that. But how powerful is it? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So I, I was on Instagram for four to five years before I switched over now to LinkedIn. And I'm still on Instagram and, and post daily there. Um, but in, you know, four months, I was able to get, you know, four times the amount of followers that I have. No, let's see. Sorry. 14 times the amount of followers that I have on Instagram in five years. So the the potential to grow on that platform, I think, is just pretty insane right now. Um, 1.3 million is a is a lot of people to, to, to be following you and obviously being exposed to your content and your brand. How does that feel? Have you had to change your content? Um, because you feel there's a little bit more responsibility around it now? Yeah, I don't know. It's just, yeah, like it doesn't, it, it hasn't really, I guess, affected me in any um, way that is super impactful to me. Um, I've always, again, I've been on Instagram for, for five years now and I have a pretty large following. It's not a million, but but still, you know, close to 100,000 people um, is a lot. So I've been interacting with, you know, many people on a daily basis for quite a while. Um, so it's just, you know, more people is more exciting. Okay. Yeah, I, I get that. You've obviously been given the blue tick. You're verified now. Explain a little bit about that process. Yeah. So some people, I don't know if there's a difference between verified where it says verified and verified where it says popular creator, but technically I'm, I've got the blue check mark and it says popular creator. I got um, signed up through the creator program, which is a special program that TikTok has where they invite um, some of their more popular creators to sign up and they have special um, liaisons that work at TikTok who are their points of contact. So these liaisons work with the creators to kind of give them some tips. Um, they let them know sometimes about upcoming challenges or promotions that they're trying to run across the platform. Um, also, they can help put together advertising deals and sponsorships with certain creators. 
So it's uh it's it's a very cool new new platform um and program that I haven't seen, you know, any other social media apps really doing. Um I've never heard of, you know, Instagram ambassadors or anything like that. So it's pretty cool. And like is a benefit of that that you get a little bit of the inside track on the kind of things that are about to start trending or perhaps the challenges that are being put out so that influencers can get behind that early? So yeah, that is something I believe I could do. So you can reach out to your liaison at any time if you have any specific questions, which I think is probably one of the main benefits where, you know, if I'm confused about something um, or I have like a real question, I can get a real answer from someone who can, you know, back it up for if I have an issue with it. Um, like for example, uh, I do glass blowing, which is a dangerous activity. Um, and I do a live video every day. Um, and I try and do the, the glass blowing live every day. Now, technically you're not supposed to do any type of dangerous content, um, on the live videos. And so sometimes the, the app recognizes, so it'll warn me. Yeah. And then if I don't stop, it'll, it'll suspend me for a day. Um, so if that happens though, I can let them know and they can kind of put me at a suspension if, if I need that. Yeah, that, that makes complete sense. What I'm um, just moving on to a slightly different topic. What brands are you really keen to engage with once the platform develops a, a little bit? And, and who would you like to partner with? Yeah, so I haven't honestly thought about any specific brands. But, um, you know, I definitely would love to collaborate with some other with some art related brands, just because I'm very much in into art. And, you know, my customer base loves art. And um, I think it's really important to get it out, out there into more people. But I, I honestly haven't spent too much time thinking about sponsorships or, or getting paid. I've really just been focusing on the content a lot. Right, I see. And uh, uh, is that common amongst influencers to not be focusing on brands right now? Because I would have thought that for quite a lot of people, their objective is to grow a following quick and move quickly to affiliate themselves with, with some brands. So maybe you're you're not in the norm in, in terms of how you're approaching it? Um, I'm definitely seeing it more and more. Um, and it has been something that's been going on for, for a while in terms of really big brands um, like Taco Bell and um, let's see, McDonald's, you know, paying some of the very top creators to advertise them, to advertise for them uh, through their page. Um, there haven't been a lot of smaller you know, there isn't a lot of like micro influencing yet on the platform in terms of monetization or brand deals because everyone's just starting to look at TikTok right now. Um, but I have seen a lot of uh, creators kind of starting to reach out to those brands to try and form form partnerships. And for you, who, who's really driving that dialogue? Um, so right now, actually, I would say it's almost a little bit agency driven. There's quite a few of these um, talent slash influencer agencies that are popping up to try and manage and help all these influencers, um, you know, make deals and partner with different brands. So I think it's a lot going to be driven by that. Um, but then also, yeah, the content creators, I think have gotten a lot better, especially the ones who have a larger following at learning how to reach out to brands at, you know, getting, getting brand deals. So uh, moving away from a little bit about like you as a creator, when you're consuming on the platform, what sort of accounts do, do you particularly like following? Yeah, so I like to follow other artists. Um, I get a lot of kind of inspiration from different mediums and different types of art. There's People are just incredibly creative with showcasing 
art that they do in person, right? They're not creating art through the the video app or editing to create art, you know, digital art, so to speak. Um, they're actually, you know, making a table or, um, you know, they're a painter um, and they're just filming it also in a beautiful, beautiful way. Um, and so that's really inspirational to me. And then I also like trying to find other businesses that are using it because right now there just aren't too many. Um, and so that's kind of for me like a fun little where's Waldo kind of search of where are, where are the other businesses and how are they using the app and seeing who's successful with, you know, different techniques. Um, like today I found, I found someone who I can't remember what his business was, but it was completely a, a business service, like nothing you would usually visually, um, you know, find interesting. He was actually just using his cell phone and he was filming his computer screen and he had like a word document open and he was opening up text and stickers because you can add, you know, text and stickers through the, the editing tools in the app. And he was just doing like that in visual effects while he did a voiceover to explain whatever business concept he was explaining. I thought that was really cool. Yeah, I completely agree. I think my view would be that organizations are still trying to fill out uh, a little bit about how they can actually use the platform, right? I think it's still very much a learning experience. Like even even for me, once I started to kind of pay attention to TikTok and analyze it and try and figure it out, it took me a good two months before I felt like I had a good understanding of what was going on, um, you know, in a big big picture kind of sense, um, as well as kind of more detailed uh views as well as like, okay, here's what, here's why this video really did well or really didn't do well instead of just being surprised at it. And like, have you explored duets at all? What, like, what are they all about? Um, and like, do you think businesses can, can really use, use the duet part? I haven't explored it much yet, but I'm actually really excited to get into it because I do think it's a feature that a creator in absolutely any category um, can build their following in. I think the duet feature touches on our likability of other people. It has nothing to do with what your niche is or your industry. A huge part of business is people liking you. If not most of your business, let's be honest. <laughs> um, you know, besides product quality and all that, like all the rest of it is whether or not people like you and they feel a connection with you. And that duet feature, I feel really buys into that and can build that relatability uh, between you and your audience. Just going back to kind of developing and, and growing a, a loyal fan base, what for you are like the top three tips for for growing a, growing a loyal following? Yeah, I would say the first one is be consistent. Um, make sure you're posting every single day because the algorithm's really responsive to creators, right? This whole app was designed around the creator's not the consumers, even though it is designed very well to get you to be sucked in as a consumer, the algorithm in the back end is designed to promote content creation and promote the best content because TikTok as a company understands that viewers are going to go where the best content is, period. It's always kind of been that way um, in terms of video content, especially. So as a content creator, it's going to rank you on a bunch of different things. It's a really smart AI software. Um, but one of those things is going to be your consistency in posting. It's going to value creators that post more consistently over ones that only post, you know, once every couple of days or once a week, because it understands that people want new content all the time. Our attention spans are so short. And so when it can cycle in creators that have that good, consistent content and know that the consumers and people it's feeding to are going to love it, it's going to promote those people more. 
I would say the second one is experiment. Um, again, the there's so many different ways to be creative and use the app and create things um, that you're not going to know starting out what works. You're really going to have to find out through that trial and error and having an idea and posting it. And if it bombs, that's fine. Just delete it. Try your next idea. Um, and then when you do find ideas that work, try and think about why it worked. You know, really analyze that video and create three to 10 more videos that can test those different theories about why why that video worked. And then you can really build through that kind of built experimentation um, kind of theories that are, are pretty solid and you can rely on and know, okay, if I use this style of a filter at this, you know, time period or whatever it is that you're learning about your video, that that's going to make it at least go um, somewhat viral, if not, you know, very viral. And then let's see, number, number three would be, um, let's go with engage with the community. Um, you'll find much better and quicker results if you're not just posting and if you're not just consuming. Um, obviously, if you don't want to be a content creator, that's fine. But um, I assume if you're watching this, you probably are interested on some level. <laughs> so when you start posting, make sure you're going to other people's uh, videos as well and commenting on their videos, um, you know, following other creators, liking their videos, because that's going to not only make people notice you more because they'll see your comments or they'll see that you followed them or liked their, their content, but also the algorithm is going to recognize, again, that you're a creator on more than just a video submission level, that you're also a creator of, you know, conversation, you're a creator of, you know, goodwill and, and um, you know, joy on the content by spreading likes and hearts. Um, so it values those things as well. So th those are the three. There we go. Right. Well, we've spoken today a, a lot about like all the benefits and how good TikTok is as a, as a platform. Um, but there must be some features that you feel are lacking or could be a little bit stronger. So what would you like to see uh, improved uh, from a kind of feature perspective? Um, not necessarily new features. I would just love to see them develop their, um, you know, music side more. I, I, I love what they're doing with the music, but it definitely needs a little bit better um, searchability in terms of being able to find, you know, good creative songs or kind of find a good selection of, of songs or audio tracks for your for your videos. You either have to kind of pick from their trending or um, categories that they have on their Discover page for sounds, or you have to search a keyword and kind of know the name of the song or know a general idea of what you're looking for. But it is hard to browse, in a sense, um, through the very vast selection that they must have. You know, I'm only ever seeing, you know, 20 to 50 songs really at a time. When it comes to picking a sound, do you know in advance what sound you're going to pick or from listening to music or like, does it just come off the cuff? No, I always choose it. I always think that I should like write down songs when I'm listening to them other places. That, I think that would be a really good strategy and idea for people. Um, but the way I do it is, yeah, I kind of really base it off what's visually in the video. So if there's anything in the video that's a visual cue, that I can tie into a song. Um, so for example, I have a video of them making a glass snowman. Um, so I picked a song that was Frosty the Snowman. So, you know, t having that tie-in of words with visual image, there's something about it that we love. You know, it's like 
it's like a pun to us, you know, it's like, oh, look, I see it and I hear it, but they're not, but they're not connected, right? Because the, the person singing the song or creating the audio didn't know what, what video was going to be chosen. So um, we, we kind of love that. Um, and then sometimes it's just experimentation. You know, a lot of times I'm guessing, a lot of times I'm like, ah, is this the right song or is this the right track? And you just kind of have to post it and pay attention to, you know, what's happening and try and analyze. Well, Mayan, thanks so much for providing some amazing insight into growing a following, uh, how to actually use the platform, what some of its features look like, and, and also uh, going into a little bit about some of the culture on the on the platform. Um, it's been absolutely wonderful uh, speaking to you. Absolutely. This was a pleasure. Thank you. Let's quickly recap then. Mayan, who's developed an audience of almost one and a half million followers, has three key things in mind. Firstly, be consistent. Make sure you're posting daily. Secondly, experiment with what the platform can offer you, but use the data and analytics that they provide to make sure that you're constantly improving and refining your approach. And lastly, engage on the platform. Comment on other people's videos, share love through liking, and also reply to people that comment on your content. She's taking that to the level that she's going to be meeting her audience face-to-face in the relatively near future. It was also intriguing when she touched on how businesses can use the platform in a really simplistic way to leverage the power of the algorithm. And I'd really recommend that you follow her on LinkedIn. It's Mayan Gordon, and she shares content daily on how different businesses are using TikTok. Thanks for listening. Once again, this has been the TikTok show. I've been your host, Callum Henderson. A couple of things, make sure you hit subscribe. Head over to our website, www.thetiktokshow.co.uk. Also, hit me up on TikTok. It's at Callum H, and that's an at C-A-L-L-U-M-H-T-C-H. I look forward to chatting to you on there, and I hope you all have an amazing day. Cut it. That's a wrap.